hey, what do you call your approach to mid-century style? If you've taken my mid-century style quiz, you know where you fall along the line from preservation to someone who just appreciates the mid-century era and wants to nod to it in your home improvement projects. But what do you call your mid-century remodeling era? Do you know the decade, the year that you're dialing the knob back to in your mind? Knowing this is going to help you out. Today is the first of a four-part series on my style guide system that keeps your mid-century home improvement projects looking great and your sanity intact while you make it happen. Hey there, welcome back to Mid-Mob Remodel. This is the show about updating MCM homes, helping you match a mid-century home to your modern life. I'm your host, Della Hansman, architect and mid-century ranch enthusiast. You're listening to episode 1201. Okay, first things first. Have you taken my style quiz? What did you score? I'm going to be talking about the importance of nailing down your personal mid-century style over the next four episodes, and today I'll also have some specific advice for people who identify as mid-century vintage lovers. If you're trying to preserve or put back the mid-century original charm, or create a little bit of a time capsule out of your house, we will get to you, and I'll have some very clear advice for you in a minute. We're going to be talking about the style guide for this entire next month, and that's great news because this is your secret weapon. This is how you keep the mid-century in your mid-century home while you upgrade it to meet your modern code standards, your life, and do all the things you want to do to turn this house into your home. A style guide can do so much for you. My simple style guide system can transform the way you feel about your remodel and how it comes out. You can end up with a home that looks like it was pulled together by a professional, all while spending less time and less stress in your decision-making process when you follow this logical focusing process. But even though this is not rocket science, it does fly a little bit counter to our instincts. So I'm going to be talking about this for the next four weeks and then giving a clinic that I am maybe the most excited about for this entire year, how you can make a style guide for one room or for your entire home. And I'm going to have you do it with me live in real time on a Saturday workshop. So go to midmod-midwest.com clinic to save your seat at the early bird price. It's a steal. Now, if the idea of four weeks of podcast episodes about identifying and simplifying and perfecting your mid-century style seem like not enough on the topic of style guides, well then, dig back into the Mid-Mod Remodel archives with the following episodes. We have links to all of these on the show notes page, um, and for each of the four-part series, we'll be pointing you back towards previous episodes where I've demonstrated the style guide's importance to a mid-mod kitchen upgrade, shown you how to gather and organize your inspiration on Instagram and on Pinterest, those are two separate episodes, how to develop your general style information all the way through to your final product selection, and how picking just one element, like a faucet, can help you focus and kickstart an entire style guide endeavor. Today's episode is about how you can zero in on your style, and I'm going to be talking about something I have not told you before, which is how to think about that focusing in two distinct ways. The first, which we've talked about before, if you think about your mid-century style as a graph chart, like a scatter plot, in one axis, you've got the question of how interested you are in preserving or returning to the exact moment in time you're aiming at, to create a little time capsule house um, that's on one side of the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum, I have people I often help who want to make sure what they're doing in their home is nodding to the mid-century era, but not necessarily preserving the building completely. Often what I hear from people on that end of the spectrum is, I'm not trying to live in a museum. And that's just fine. You can still create a pretty timeless, beautiful remodel for a mid-century home as long as you choose some of your style references in the mid-century era, the right wood grain, the right tone, some of the shapes you're choosing. 
You've heard me talk about this before, and if you want to identify where you fall on that spectrum, take the mid-century style quiz. It'll take you less than three minutes, and you can do it right on my website at midmod-midwest.com slash stylequiz. But what about the other axis of that chart? This is where the mid-century remodeling era comes in, because we love to say the word mid-century, and then we have to wonder, what does that mean? It's a broad term, and it covers anything from the immediate post-war building boom until up into the late 60s or even the early 70s. If I'm planning a remodel for someone, I need to know which end of the mid-century era really lights them up. And do you know this? Do you know if you're more drawn to the early or later designs in mid-century homes? We'll get into that today. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to have a few things to say just for the vintage lovers out there. Um, by the way, here's a quick outline of the next three episodes. I'll have a special shout out to each of the mid-century home upgrade styles. Next week, I'll be talking to those of you who score mid-mod fusion on the style quiz and give every listener some advice about how to find the right inspiration for your project and whether you should or should not copy someone else's design homework. In part three of the Style Guide System series, I'll be talking about how a style guide is and is not like a mood board, and why you absolutely need one to plan a remodel that looks good and fits a budget. Seriously, this can really be a cost-saving measure. I'll also have words for people on the modern mid-century end of the spectrum, those who want to update their mid-century homes in a lot of ways, but still keep it feeling timeless rather than trendy. And then in our fourth installment, I'm going to walk you through the style guide process from start to finish. It's a warm-up for our next weekend workshop when we will be going all in on style guides. So if you have any interest in a remodel that comes together more smoothly, looks exactly how you imagine it, and saves stress and dollars all along the way, sign up for that clinic. Do that and get all the other resources today at midmod-midwest.com slash 1201. My thoughts on this second axis of your mid-century style chart came up recently for me in a client call. This client is interested in buying a forever home in the mid-century style. The thing is, they already had what they thought of as their forever home. They loved it, and they put together perfectly a blend of their own family and style. Unfortunately, though, it's in a city they had to leave. This is the reality for a lot of Americans. Um, we fall in love with a place, we fall in love with a house, we make it our home, and then work commitments or family commitments pull us to another place. So these folks are not alone. But she has a huge advantage because she knows what she wants to achieve, even though she's starting over. I asked her, as I often do, what were the results of her style quiz, and she told me she'd scored mid-century vintage. Great. So far, so good. I love bringing back that original charm to a house. It's fun to do, and it requires a particular type of care that I could already see she was absolutely going to bring to the table. But then she wanted to clarify something else for me, which is that her color style and her other choices of design that she loves most come more from the late 60s than the twee cuteness of the early 50s and late 40s. This is a very important distinction to make, and a good thing to know about yourself. It got me thinking about how you can take my style quiz, the results of which are really help, designed to help you focus your choices, but they don't actually identify where within the mid-century history you fall. What is your mid-century remodeling era? And that's the other end of the axis. It really helps you to identify your mid-century remodeling era and where along that timeline you fall. Are you really charmed by the early designs? Do you love those baby pink and powder blue bathrooms? Or do you more prefer the slightly more sophisticated developed style of the late 60s or early 70s? So I'll have a graph, uh, an image of this sketch on the show notes page if you're having a hard time visualizing it. But basically, I want you to think about where these fall 
Honestly, I'm only interested in a small part of this graph. I'm interested in the era of history that includes mid-century. So if you scroll back too far in time, you're getting into the cottage style, which I have no problem with. It's just not what I specialize in and not why you're listening to this podcast. If you scroll too far forward in history, you hit the 70s and then the 80s, and you start to lose some of the design features that really identify a mid-century home. Likewise, um, while full perfect preservation is the far end, the zero line of the preservation to update access, you can go further than I generally do. You can try to fully remove the original character of the house and transform it into an entirely different um, contemporary home. And that's a choice you can make, but not necessarily one I recommend and certainly not what I specialize in helping people do. So we focus on one little area, one intersection of your preservation to update choices and your time in history. In my bones, I'm an architect. And that means I believe that a certain honesty of materials is great. I believe you should listen to the essential structure of a building before you ask yourself what you're gonna do with it. So if your home was built during the mid-century era, I want to help you listen to that style legacy, whether you choose to turn it all the way back and have a perfect preservation project, or it might be something you want to take a very polished approach to, but you still want to root your choices in the original design era. Most of the clients that Midmom Midwest works with fall on the vintage or the fusion side of that chart. We do good work, improvements in layouts for people whose style ends up being more modern than mid-century, but we always keep the mid-century style alive for our clients. Here's the thing I want you to remember. These are part of two interrelated but largely separate aspects of design, the style and the layout. Um, the closer you're staying to a mid-century home, the closer you're going to keep track of original mid-century layout choices that the homeowners might have made. You likely can't do a perfect preservationist style on a home with a very modern contemporary open plan layout. On the other hand, um, you can take any vintage to modern layout, and then you can apply sort of vintage to contemporary finish choices to it. This is something we might talk about in future episodes. Um, but the other thing I want to talk to you about is as you're trying to identify your mid-century remodeling era, for our mid-century master plan clients, we put together a style guide document that has a number of components. And right at the top, we suggest our clients name their own mid-century style. Thinking of inspiration points like Nordic Modern, Atomic Interiors, Usonian Homes, something more like Bauhaus Minimalism. You can also get a little bit more pop culture with it. It can help to pick a classic TV show, or if you really liked WandaVision, a particular episode. Knowing whether you're thinking of the 60s in terms of Jetsons or Flintstones really makes a difference. And for example, when you go to the city of Palm Springs in California, you'll find those two. There is a pretty consistent Palm Springs style, but even if you just say Palm Springs modern, you might still need to break it down and say... I really like the more natural boulder-based Flintstone style, or I'm looking for the space age, the googie style. Now, the name you choose for your version of mid-century style can be cutesy or clever. That's fine. It's meant for you to help you clarify what you're looking for. But it does help if you can sum up your style and share it with someone else. A contractor, for example, or someone who's helping you to identify the finishes you want to point at in a showroom. Um, so do give some thought to knowing how to easily tell someone whether you're trying to make a time capsule or make some updates to your upgrade, and where in the mid-century decades, or years specifically, or style feelings generally, are you going to fall? Okay, 
I promise today I would speak directly to those of you who already know you are mid-century vintage lovers. What do you need to know specifically about your style before you get started? Well, in many ways, you have it the easiest, especially if you were lucky enough to get your hands on kind of a time capsule house. And even if you didn't, you can look at photos, visit estate sales, get invited over to the homes of your most long-lived neighbors, and just soak up inspiration. It's always best to house hunt your way into a home that has had relatively little done to it, so you don't have to undo too many choices of previous owners. And really, the best choice for anyone in this position is to find themselves what's often known to realtors as a granny house, a house that's basically had one or two homeowners for all the decades it's been around. And then you can just come in and shine up finishes. And if you need to replace something, you can be replacing one vintage item with another that happens to be in better shape. Of course, it is possible to totally recreate a vintage home, even if your house has been pretty thoroughly scraped of the mid-century style. When you are doing this, you definitely want to know what is your mid-century remodeling era. Um, one example that comes to mind is a past client. The house was originally quite glorious, not an architect designed, but a builder's show house. And it had a beautiful um, turned on 45 degree angle kitchen area with a big high ceilinged um, open air patio that was just really glorious. Over the years, this house had been added on to and remodeled multiple times by someone who fancied themselves a designer, but in my opinion, didn't have great taste. It had turned into a really a model of postmodernism, not just beige vinyl siding, but um, details cut into drywall returns and honest to God, four-armed copper uh, patinaed Victorian lamppost in the front yard. Really, it it had lost its mid-century origins entirely. But the couple that bought it wanted to bring it right back to its origins. They were in the process, when they came to me, of wanting to redo the basement as a game room and a party area with dark wood paneling. On our initial call, they said to me they were trying to recreate a James Bond basement. And I instantly pictured what they were talking about. Upstairs, they had been meticulously recreating monochromatic bathrooms. They had just sourced all of the pieces for a pink bathroom, finding B&W new tile, but original fixtures, uh, a sink, a toilet, and I believe a shower unit, and had even found the little details like the toilet paper roll and the little flip around cup and toothpaste holder to mount by the sink. It was divine. And Honestly, you would never have known that it hadn't been original if they didn't tell you the story of how they found every piece and installed them perfectly back into the space. Now, if this lights you up, seek out people who also love preservation and recreation, recreation, as much as you do. So you're going to be hunting for estate sales. You're going to be looking for preservation experts. You're going to be visiting the archives of retro renovation. You're going to look into Adam Stevens on Instagram. Check out the two podcast episode series we did earlier this year. Um, I'll put the link to those in the show notes as well. You're going to find Facebook Marketplace and hunt down people dumping their despised vintage appliances and bathroom fixtures and snap them up, sometimes at a discount. If this is you, then I encourage you to go all in. Haunt the archives of retro renovation and start hanging out, actually, if you've got a local architecture school in their design library, looking at the old magazines, trying to find advertising literature and uh, marketing materials that really highlight the features of an original vintage house and bringing them back into yours. 
This is the Lord's work. It's really fun stuff. And I'm always excited to hear about these projects. Even though these aren't the choices I make for my own home, they're choices I totally support. And I'm always delighted to work with clients who really want to bring back their house to a time capsule peak. And this is also a choice you don't have to make for your entire house. Some people want to make more uh, contemporary updates to the main living areas of their house and then have a time capsule basement or create one or two rooms in the house that really keep or put back the originalist charm of their home. So whatever you want to do on that level, Godspeed, my friend. Today, we talked about the value of zeroing in on your mid-mod upgrade to your mid-century home, what that means to you personally and to your partner. Sometimes you may find that there's some compromise to be made there. This means both how firmly you want to fall in with the details of your era versus updating them and knowing which exact moment in mid-century history you're aiming to hit. What is your mid-century remodeling era? Okay, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to go further, touching on where to go beyond magazines and Pinterest for inspiration to get you excited in next week's episode. And I'll be speaking directly to those who scored mid-mod fusion on the mid-century style quiz. Is that you? And in part three, I'll be showing how a style guide is not a mood board it's better, and how you can use yours to save money as well as stress in your remodel. I'll be giving specific advice to those who got modern mid-century on their style quiz. Sometimes this is the answer that one member of a household gets when the other partner gets something a little bit more retro, and we'll talk about bridging that gap, which is something that I see with my clients a lot. And finally, part four, I'll take you on a quick speed run through the entire style guide process from start to finish using the example of a very small bathroom. Same layout, one room, three very different outcomes. All right, my friends, you will find the show notes and all of this information at midmod-midwest.com slash 1201. And I hope you have already taken the style quiz and are signing yourself up for the Style Guide Clinic. Next week on the podcast, I'll have those words for my fellow mid-mod fusion folks and universal advice on where to find inspiration and simplifying your inspiration-finding process. Go sign up for the Style Guide Clinic now, and I'll see you next Thursday.